Welcome to the Vine Podcast, where we're rooted, grounded, and reaching out to our world. Today, we have with us Pastor James Wall, pastor of Faith Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. I'm honored to be here. What do you, what do you think the most dangerous thing with kids coming up now and trying to raise godly uh, children trying to raise God, you know, have godly families and trying to keep them, um, keep their lives on track. What do you think is the greatest danger to, to young people coming up now for parents and stuff? Uh, today, I believe truly social media is one of the most dangerous things for our children. And being involved in the ministry uh, as we have been uh, for the years that I've uh, been saved and to see the different things come through those 26 years, um, I have to say, without a doubt, uh, the social media aspect. You know, Brother Ken, when you started that school at Faith over there, and, and I would sit out there, and though my wife worked in the school and was up under your uh, pastorship there and your principal there and all, and, and I would listen to you preach sometimes, and I would think, how in the world does he get that? And I was saying that in the aspect of wisdom, and then when I started passing the church and the Lord had worked these things out in our lives and and I picked up where you had left off there, right? And I tried to learn from the things that you did and, and I would watch that. Now I see today because of the um, being in the constant fellowship around those children or in their presence and they're in my presence and dealing with them on a daily basis. Now, I'm not saying this to against any parent that has to work jobs. Or, that's not what I'm saying. But, but you know, a parent, they are at work most of the time through the day and they don't have that interaction with their children all day. And so when they come home, like most parents, they're tired, you know, and they give out through the day and been stressed all day long. And so their time with their children's getting less and less involved. And so we find it easy to give uh, things to our children to occupy their mind and occupy their time, uh, not to mention falling under. We used to say with children it was falling under peer pressure. But really, I think the adults get under peer pressure, too, thinking because uh, this family's child has a cell phone, so I need to let my child have a cell phone. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with those things if they're you know governed correctly by the parent, but uh, I would like to say this to people. if Would you give a loaded pistol and put it in your child's hand without the safety being on it, without ever teaching them how to properly use a gun? Not if you're wise. Not if you're wise. But, you know, to me, social media, without any governing whatsoever— is allowing our children to be uh, abused through social media, through the things that's being put out there. Because every child that has one does not have a perfect heart. Right. We know that, right? And we know that their mind is impressionable and, and they're seeing things and hearing things. And so some of the things and experiences that I've seen in the ministry working with children is the effect that those phones have on them. To a simple thing, right, in the school I should have this rule, and I've been told I should have this rule by my daughter, which, by the way, is the assistant uh, administrator of the school there. <laughs> and, uh, and she's a no-nonsense, where I'm probably a little bit more compassionate, you know, in those things. But mm-hmm. um, we say, okay, if you come to school with a cell phone, right, you have to turn that cell phone in the office. And then we tell them, you know, we reserve the right to search your property anytime through the day if we feel like there's a necessity. Right. Do you think that deters children? No, they'll still hide the cell phone. They'll still stick it in their pocket or whatever. And when I finally had to, 
you know, toughen up the rules a little bit. Do you know some parents got absolutely put out of sorts with us over that, you know, when it was a school rule to begin with? Right. And so nothing against, you know, and I'm not talking no particular families or nothing like that, but but it's just the way people are. It's like, don't tell us what to do with our children. So then you want parents over things such as the misuse of cell phones and the dangers of them. And as we were talking earlier, I told you that and anybody can research this information is that, you know, there were over 100,000 uh, sites and cookies that attached themselves to those children's sites and things such as TikTok and all the other ones that's out there. And there's probably so many more I don't even know, but um, that a child is introduced to pornography on a daily basis with little suggestions. And to think a child would not, not even pick up that phone and even remotely at a glance try to look at it and to see what's there. You know, that's a ludicrous thought. And I, I like to add this in there too. How many adult men and women can look beyond those sites and never look into them? Mm -hmm. And we think our children will not. It's a plague on our country. It's a plague. It's a plague on our country. And I'm and when you're talking now, I just I'm sitting here thinking because you've been involved in Christian education with your family and yourself now for about 24 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that, but you've been yeah, about 24 realistic. years mm -hmm. now. So you've probably you've been involved with thousands of kids. Yeah, pretty know? close. So when, you're, when, we're, when we're saying this, is it and somebody just throwing something out? Right. You know, like I'm I'm not part of the you know children's lives and not training them and, and working with families and kids. Now, you've been doing this for 24 years. Yes. So when you're making a statement about, you know, the biggest danger with, with children, and by the way, I agree with you. It is social media. I'm going to take it away far. It's just the phone in general yes. with what they have access to. Yeah. And I can even remember when I was working with kids, I remember an instant when cell phones had just come out and they were – one of the uh, the kids had took some pictures mm -hmm. of themselves and mm -hmm. should not have taken the pictures. Yes, and um, and sent them to another student, and then the other student, um, you know, told on them, and um, you know, and revealed what was going on. Mm -hmm. But that was way back. Yeah. I mean, this we're we're talking fifteen, twenty years ago. It seems like when yeah. that happened, I can only imagine now some of the things that they're exposed to. Um, with that, with homes being so different too, like yeah. you said, yeah. now you have moms and dads that work jobs, yeah. and and I don't see that changing no. because of the way our economy is in our country. Right. You know, automobile cost, and I mean, it takes actually yeah, a lot of homes. It takes yeah. both working just Absolutely. to be able to make ends meet, and uh, that's just what our society is. But those kids left unattended with a phone that has access to the internet. Yes. In other words, they have smartphones. Yes. And they can access the internet. You don't have to go looking for these sites. They will come looking for you. Is what you're telling me? Yes, absolutely. Is in there? Is it? Yeah. These kids go on there. Their their intentions are not to go looking for mm. things that they shouldn't see. Yeah. And and they're innocent in what they're trying to do. But there are predators out there. There are absolutely. people that's trying to make money off of them. They're actually looking for these kids. They want to indoctrinate yes. them. They want them to start looking at pornography mm -hmm. so they can get money from them, use yeah. them. Uh, Satan uses a tool to, to uh, warp their thinking, pervert their thinking, and uh, and bring them away from something that God created that he calls holy, uh, the, the union of a man and a woman, 
Uh, it destroys families. Yes. Um, it, it removes love from the equation. Um, they, you know, now we've got this thing where there's hundreds of thousands of kids missing. They get caught up in this, and yeah. these predators lure them out Absolutely. and trick them, and then they take them hostage and go sell them as slaves. Right. And, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of kids missing by the, the avenue of that. And parents think this can't happen to my children or whatever. And it can. It does. Oh, yeah. Well, think about big tech, right? And uh, even government facilities and things like that where um, a computer hacker, he decides he's going to hack into a system. And if he can hack into a secure system and get personal information on people, what makes them think that they're not monitoring children, if right. you will, and uh, looking at their... Um, schedule or how they play on that phone and the things that they get into and they uh, look at and they start, you know, monitoring those things and they start adapting to what they're doing in order to monitor what that child and where that child's at. And I think it was you or maybe somebody was saying this to me here not too long ago about, you know, people. And I've always said this, that on Facebook in particularly, uh, and I realize everything can have its proper place. I'm not anti all this. so don't nobody think that. Right. right. But but trying to exercise a little wisdom when you look at what happens to children uh, and things that whenever uh, you post everything about your vacation. Right. On Facebook. Well, what if somebody's really been monitoring you? And now they know where you are, when you're gone, because it's like, man, we can't wait to post pictures of ourselves. Right. Well, children learn that too, right? Because it's an addiction, just like anything else, to get people to want to uh, look at the how many views and how many clicks they get. And I don't know all the deals behind that, but I can tell you this for personal experience. When live streaming first started with the church, right? And, uh, you know, when the when you would post your video and then all of a sudden, man, you look on there and it would say, oh, 250 views. Or one time there was 700-something views. Man, you think, man, look, man, boo, people are yeah. looking at that, right? It's a pride pride, thing. pride yeah. But it emboldened you because you felt like you were doing something that people liked. Mm -hmm. And the children are no different. Why will a child one day take a selfie picture, mm -hmm. fully clothed, and put it out there on Facebook? Right. Then the next time you see a picture, they're not as clothed as much as they were, and right. they get alike. And yeah. and this is a thing, and they all learn this, right? We're not mm -hmm. ignorant to this. Everybody knows what I'm saying to be true. That's listening, or we'll listen to this, right? But what do we do about it as parents? If you take cases where, and we've had personal experience with some of these, with some children that, through the ministries and different things, and knowing people that children were being enticed by those videos and young girls and particularly older guys are, you know, uh, touching base with them and talking to them and even disguising themselves to be younger than they are. And uh, parents, it's like they take no thought in that whatsoever. You know, when I was raising my kid, and my daughter will tell you, I was a very protective father. Helicopter parent. Yeah, I mean, I fly over her and hover over <laughs> her like, and you know that. And uh, but it was because I truly loved her, and I understood the evils that were there. And at least I believe this: God gave me a sensitivity over that for my child. But this is because of what we had worked with all these years. And you start to see the unfolding of things in people's lives, and you start watching for them. You know, and when children begin to do those things, one particular kid I, I bring to mind here was uh, a young child, and I'll leave it at that, had a cell phone, and we had taken the phone up, and it was sitting on our desk, and it just kept going off. 
all that day. And finally, my daughter, which was, you know, is the school administrator, she finally got tired of listening to it. And she reached over there to just shut it off. And on the front of the screen, it brought up a site that had a lot of provocative things in that site. And so she just clicked on it and opened it up. And it was unbelievable the things that were in there. And so we put the phone down. We called the student up. And preacher, he was only 11 years old. Hmm. And do I believe the child was purposely looking for things in there? No. But what was going on was the enticing things that was in that child's phone mm-hmm. that was trying to entice this child. Yep. And so, again, you ask parents, do you know this? And you bring this to the parents' attention, and you try to let them uh, hear what you're saying and then to have them go in there and investigate those sites. And a lot of it even come off of YouTube uh, on children's sites. Yep. And so they're very dangerous. And so to me, I feel they like— They solicited that child. Solicited, yes, indeed. Off of that. Yes. That, that the child was on a kid's site— mm-hmm. And then was solicited, yeah. and to look at look at something. He should say the the thing about that. And I'm gonna give you a good biblical example. I just wrote a bu- bunch of things down what you were saying, but we're we're talking about a child here, right? Not an adult, a child, child. somebody that's developing. Their brains yes. are developing. Yes. Their conscience is developing. Their you know their habits their is developing. You know who they are as a person is developing in um, in their psyche. So. You're talking about a child, their soul. Um, here's Daniel that was sent over to Babylon, taken mm-hmm. out of Israel, and they offered him the king's meat, the king's wine, the king's clothes, and he said, I'm not going to take it. Right. I will not take it. Will not. And the reason he didn't take it was if he ever ate that meat one time, drank that wine one time, put their clothes on one time, one time. he'd be forever hooked. Yeah. He'd never get the taste out of his mouth. He'd never get the feeling of those clothes out of his mind. So what he says is, I'm never going to do it the first time. Right. Here's the here's the reality. That little boy at 11-year-old sees that. Mm-hmm. It'll change him forever. forever. Yes. And when we hovered over our kids and protected them, it was during those years. It was during that yes. training process yes. when they were developing their personality, developing their character, developing who they were going to become, then that's when we hovered over them. Yes. Through those impressionable, most impressionable years for them as they were discovering who they were in Christ. Yes. And we were trying to build character in them. That's when we hovered over them. When they became adults, had their own families, I wanted to make their own decisions little by little, then we would withdrew that hand, protecting hand, if you will, or hovering over them. And I heard a preacher say this a long time ago, and and we're right here in my office now, you know, doing the podcast, but you already seen when you come in my house, those two little chihuahuas, yeah. Yeah. I know where they're at 24 hours a day. That's right. I know what they're eating. Yeah. I want them, and if me and Teresa go somewhere, we're taking them with us because yeah. we don't trust them dogs with other right. people. I don't leave them dogs with my kids. Right. right. We find a pet-friendly motel to take them to. <laughs> we, got, we got a special car seat for them to ride in the car. If I would do that for my dogs, yes. then why wouldn't I do my kids that way? That's right. If I'm going if I'm not gonna let my dogs, I don't trust two dogs yeah. with somebody, why would I trust my kids with other Absolutely. people? Why would I let my kids do things that I wouldn't let my dogs? That's right. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't that show my concern or my love or attitude toward amen. my dogs? Right. You know, I'm making sure that they're taking care of the best they can possibly be taken care of. 
when I take them to the vet, I'm calling the vet, checking them out before I take them. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to take them just to any vet. Yeah. I want to make sure I get the best care for them. Why in the world would I treat my kids worse than I treat a dog? Well, <laughs> right. I mean, one thing, our priorities are being the totally wrong bad, place, right? I mean, bad off. Uh, you certainly are not looking at through the dangers of what's out there. And again, I know we like to live in a world. And I just had this conversation with a parent uh, just yesterday about some things not dealing directly with their children. But um, I told him, I said, you know, and this parent made this statement, and I mean, no disrespect in this whatsoever. I understood what this parent was saying is that. They're just afraid to let their kids be with anybody. And or will something like this happen to their children? And I said, well, that's up to you. I said, when I raised mine, I did not let my children run off with everybody and go be with everybody. Right. And if I did, I really knew something about them. But really today, how do you really know people as much as you like to think you do? And so... When I look at that gift, and by the way, children are a gift. Right. Psalms 127, 3 says an inheritance uh, of the Lord there. So we know that they're a gift, right? Right. And if they're a gift from God, and even uh, I think it was Jacob and uh, Joseph both said that they were given to them by God. So the children they have were given to them by God. Why would I take something so precious as a child and just turn it loose, as you're saying, right. to anybody right. to be um, exposed to just anything? Right. Because once it enters into the eye gate, it is there, as you said, forever. It's a it's a gateway to the soul, yeah. is what the Bible said. Yeah. Your eye is a gateway to the soul. You know, I this there was a there was an adult person that told me, and I'm using an adult here instead of a child. Um, but there was this adult that told me that had uh, gotten caught up in that I had preached on this about the internet and things like that. And the person came to me and told me they'd got caught up into um, pornography mm -hmm. and watching things like that. And I told them, and this is what I truly believe, it, it breeds, as you said, it distorts things in the mind that they cannot fully understand. And this person had never been married or anything like that. And and I said, what it'll do, I said, it'll distort the reality of what a real relationship's about. Oh, yeah. And as you said, and we need to reaffirm that, is that what is it going to do to our children long-term down the road? And do we wonder why now children... They don't understand the concept of even truly what me and you used to fear for our children was dating. Right. You see, they don't even understand the courtship aspect of anything because of what that teaches, you see. That's, uh, to me, I think that, um, I think it really changes the way the mind works. It, it, it affects the conscious is what it does. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen articles, seen brain scans where, you know, kids that spend a lot of time on, uh, social media and these computer games and different things, how their neuron, their, um, their neuron pathways that they develop, they're mm -hmm. different than, yeah. than kids who read or kids who sit and listen or, you know, it, it changes the way their brain functions. Right. And I believe that when, um, when these kids are exposed to pornography, I really believe it affects their mind and their conscious. And, and the thing it does, what you're telling that, that couple is true. It takes that the most important thing in life, the greatest gift in life, the greatest commandment in life is about love. Mm -hmm. It takes love out of it. Yeah. The aspect yes. of love is gone. Yes. It's like a selfish, animalistic act. That's right. And it's not, and, and people don't realize these are just actors in there. Yes. Yeah. These are people acting, making money, yeah. and they're doing things in these 
uh, in this pornography to try to draw a crowd in and to try to get people's money. Yeah. And people see that and they don't realize what they're watching. That's right. They're being they're being deceived by this. And it takes the aspect of love out of it, and it takes the the holiness out of marriage. Yeah, M- marriage is a ho- it's, it's a holy institution ordained by God right. for one man and one woman. Right, Amen. And when you remove that from relationship, then you've destroyed the home. Yeah, not to mention you know when he talks about things being done in secret. Yeah, you know not to be talked about or carried on. So mm-hmm. when you look at what's going on on well, let's just go back to television for one thing. I mean, again, I'm not anti any of that, right? I got a television at home, but right, but, the snake. Let's right. just make a statement. The snake, snake. was the snake was okay <laughs> until the devil got it. That's right. That's right. So a phone can yeah. be all right till the devil gets yeah. in it. TV can be all right till the devil gets yeah. in it. As long as you keep the devil yeah. out of it, it's all right. Church is good till the devil gets. That's in right. It. Amen. Amen. Marriage is good till the devil gets in it. You just got to keep the devil out of it. Amen. And it's really sad, but it's definitely the truth, and we have to be responsible for that, right? Yeah. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man in his own eyes, and he sees things the way he sees them. But let's look at what God teaches us, right? And he teaches us how an evil conscience in man, mm-hmm. and his thoughts are only evil continually. continually. And so things are going to get worse. The Bible says in sin, though Christ, thank God, you know, grace, but sin's going to abound, and it's going to get worse. And if we look at it was in the Bible and it says it was in the days of Noah and also in the days of Lot, right? Mm -hmm. How's it going to be in our day when the Lord comes back? And so, you know, to look at the destruction that's taking place in our homes and in our families because, and I'm I'm saying what we're seeing with children today is going to be our families in the future. And so families today, they want to believe this, that, well, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to happen to my household. And you and I both can sit back and say that is a dangerous statement to ever make right. because I never thought when I was 13 years old that my mama would do what my mother did when she committed suicide. Hmm. I heard about it in the neighborhoods, but never did I think at one time what happened to me. Right. And on my 13th birthday, I celebrated it without my mama. Hmm. Right. And so to think things like this will not happen, that's a dangerous place to be. Hmm. And the Bible says this, that we are not ignorant concerning his devices, and that's Satan. Right. You know, to look at what Satan's capable of doing. You know, years ago, way back when TV and all that first came out, remember even the Lucille Ball show, it would show, um, even I think maybe the Dick Van Dyke show, it would show the people living in or sleeping in separate beds, a husband right. and wife, right. right? They kept it as clean as they possibly could until society mm-hmm. and ratings mm-hmm. began to push the agenda to make it more reality Right. Well, remember, we didn't even see them kiss. No, I never saw that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was no yeah. affection and stuff like that was considered taboo. Yeah. And uh, and you had to keep that, you know, out of out of the TV yeah. uh, because people had a moral compass. Yeah. But we tell you, I think sometimes that you ought to have a social media etiquette class right. to teach people how to act when they get on social media. Yeah. I've seen people post pictures of themselves on social media mm-hmm. for thousands of people to see. Yeah. And if I took those pictures and ran those pictures off, you did the same thing and put them on my office wall, I would be voted out as pastor. Sure. By the same people that put them in on, put them on, on social media. Absolutely. Now they put them on there for the whole world to see. Right. But they're so innocent in their thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not thinking of the, you know, they're not thinking of the impact of these pictures. That's right. So if I took them and ran them off, 
printed them off on my printer. You print them off on yeah. yours. We put them in an eight by 10 picture frame and we just hung them in our office wall. When they come in, they would call me and you a what? A hypocrite. A pervert. A pervert, yeah. Absolutely. They'd say, what's wrong with you? Right, You're a pervert. Right, well, right. No, that's that your mean, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took that yeah. picture. I just, for everybody to see, I just yeah. put it on my wall in here. I'm celebrating with you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, yeah, I'm celebrating you. Uh, yeah, that's and, a good thought, yeah. And they would vote us out. Mm-hmm. That would be our last day as a pastor. Yeah. But it's but it would be okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And they're not people aren't processing and thinking this completely through. And it almost it's almost like you need to teach people like, okay, this is what you do, what you don't do, because they don't know how to impacts or affects people down the road yeah. as far as we're talking about the conscience and deterioration and stuff like that. And they and I believe what you said before, people, kids are where we used to get out and play outside. Now they are driven by social media. What mm-hmm. you said, likes, dislikes, that's how we get to know people, mm-hmm. how we interact with people is through social media. Yeah. And it's a completely different society. Now, we're not going to change it. I mean, you're not no, going to change it. We're not going to get rid of the cell phone. We're not going to get rid of television. We're not going to get rid of the Internet. Yeah. We're not going to get rid of social media. We don't want to get rid of any no, of those things. absolutely not. So how, what do parents need to do? Well, first, I think it goes back to what you said. I mean, I believe— Education, right? Mm-hmm. Knowledge. Mm-hmm. And through the scriptures and understanding what is a moral compass, right? right. Not based upon what I think is moral or immoral, mm-hmm. but take God's word and say, okay, what does God's word, what does his word teach us about what is morality? What is true moral standards according to God's word? Because remember, society teaches us different things, right? Such as we look at it today, oh, it doesn't seem to be so bad. Go back to television. Uh, don't judge me. Well, I mean. Let, you, you know what know, they say, don't judge Yeah, me. if you look at them pictures and say something about it, well, you're judging me. Well, no, I'm looking at your nakedness on TV, and I shouldn't have to see that, right? Yeah. Well, don't look at my Facebook page. Well, there again, it's a big old argument. Mm-hmm. But it's because people are just, I think part of it is truly ignorant, you know, to the things of God simply because they won't spend time in God's Word to try to understand. Mm-hmm. And how many people do you think ever o- opened up the Bible and looked in the Bible and began to search out what is nakedness? Right? I mean, very not few many. people. No, modesty. because modesty. I mean, just what is modesty in particular? Yeah. And it's not about, you know, a certain type of dress standard. It's about being modest, right? Right. That's what the Bible teaches. Don't be provocative. Don't. And draw attention to your body. Yeah. There's, so there's some things that need to be covered up. Right. So I believe the whole thing comes back to really educating people in our church, you know, to uh, understand what the Bible teaches about moral things in life. And really, you know, at the end of the day, it'll take a work of God to really convince them, you know. Our society. Yeah. Churches. And yeah, because if not, society is what's leading the, the way, not our churches anymore, because— and this is a whole other subject matter, but our churches have become more world-friendly than God-friendly. I mean, the churches are more conforming to worldly things than to godly things. Mm-hmm. And if we take and look at what society is teaching, understanding that there's a progression in sin, and it always has been, uh, that we progress more towards sinful things than we do to godly things. The whole Bible teaches that, right? right. So we have to be aware not the chasing hand of God comes upon you, right? right? And that, what if it comes to your children or something in your home? Right. You know, I mean, uh, that's one of the fears I have is I hate to see the hand of God come upon me or my family because of something that I fail to do, right? So beginning of wisdom is when we start fearing the Lord. Absolutely, preacher. Yes, sir. So go back to cell phones. Do you think a young child, should the parents should go back and get them a, if they have to have a cell phone, it needs to be a phone that's not a smartphone. I would agree. 
I That's a about, safeguard, right? right? A safeguard. I thought about that when you were saying something a while ago. I said, you know what would be the idea thing is go back to the old flip phone when about all you could do was text. And you can still get those. Yeah. Well, how about that? But but Don't give a young child, a teenager, don't give them a smartphone. Peer pressure is too great for them. Because it's going it, to – you don't want them to see something, be exposed to something that will forever change their life. I heard a preacher say one time – and he was talking about his – I heard him on James Dobson's show. This was years ago. This is back – I mean, I'm talking about over 20 years ago. And he said that he was addicted to pornography. And what he said was is that as a young child, he was exposed to a magazine where he mm-hmm. saw naked images on there. Yes. And he said he, – this is the word. I'll never forget his quote. He said, when I saw those images – he said, I knew that I would forever be in love with them. How about that? This man's like 60 years old yeah. saying that. Yeah. And he's still struggling with it. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to keep that from those kids. Right. Don't ever let them create that appetite as a teenager or a young person. Yeah. And I know people are thinking right now, oh, my God, I could never do that to my kid, keep that from them. I didn't have one. I didn't either. You didn't have one. No. We're teenagers. No. You know, we done, we done all right. I mean, yeah, we had no problems, it. but yeah, we, we made it. We made it. it. You know, yeah. we were thankful when cell phones yeah. came out when we were like 20s, a yeah. regular cell phone, you <laughs> right, know. Right. Um, I guess with the internet, there can be, uh, as a kid, you're raising a kid, you better not have a password on your Facebook account, mm-hmm. any of your email accounts. You're not allowed to have passwords. Yeah. Uh, well, my child's an individual. We're not talking about, we're not, we're past that. We're trying yeah. to save our children yes. heartache and grief. Yes. And everything should be open. In a, and, and me and Teresa, we don't have passwords on our stuff. Mm-hmm. We're open. Right. It creates an accountability yeah. in a family. Well, how, why is that? How could that be wrong? Right. Being accountable to each other inside of a home where yeah. you don't have things to hide from me on your right. phone. I could look at your phone anytime I want to. See so your text message is what you're saying. If you're, if you've got your speech seasoned with grace. You got yeah. nothing to hide. That's right. You know? Absolutely. Um, filters on computers. Yeah. They have they sell filters that will prevent children from being able to access things they shouldn't see. Um, if a computer is being used uh, by a child, whether looking at YouTube or mm-hmm. playing some kind of game, yeah. the parent, I think it's expedient, the parent cannot leave the child. Right. That child has to be under supervision you have to see what they're watching see who they're interacting with you cannot just leave that child unattended the consequences and i know parents it's a lot of work yeah that's it it's a lot of work and investment yes but if you leave that child unattended one moment can change the rest of their life right ruin them you know, when you're saying that, that scripture comes back, uh, a child left himself should bring his mother to shame. Exactly. Right? That's a good it's all script. a biblical principle. A child left to themselves yeah. should be his mother father shame. Yeah. Yes. And and to think about that word shame brings that mother to a place of total embarrassment. And it goes deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It brings them to a place where that mother would, and this happened, mm-hmm. and I, I cannot give you much more detail on this, uh, where a mother had um, uh, began to be bitter over a child Mm -hmm. that she loved the child, but she can no longer feel for that child because of what that child Mm -hmm. had began to do. And this child was making its own decisions, doing its own thing. And and this mother became bitter and ashamed Mm -hmm. of that child. Right. And see, parents don't think of the consequences. Right. 
They only think they're hurting their children because they don't give them, notice this now, all the things that pertain to this world mm-hmm. when the world is what's destroying our children. Yeah. It's it's going to take a lot more work yes. in the end than the it end. does in the beginning. Yes. If we put the work in to begin with, mm-hmm. spend time with your kids. Yeah. Train your kids. Love your kids. Yes. Take them and do things with your kids. You know, spend some time with your kids. If we'll put the work in now, we won't have to put it in later. That's right. But it takes a lot more work to fix something or rebuild something than it does to rebuild it. I can tell you that. We're remodeling our laundry room right now. If I had done it the first time, it would have been a lot less work than yeah. it is right now. Yeah, amen. And we have to remember that. Be willing to sacrifice and put that time in Absolutely. with our I, I know we're out of time. I know you have some commitments you have to, um, that you have to meet tonight, but I sure appreciate you coming. Thank uh, you. Will you come back? I will. Will you come back? I enjoyed just sitting down and talking. Yeah. We just hit the surface of things here right. today and uh, and talking. Maybe maybe you can ask Maria if she'd go out and eat with us. Uh, yeah, right. Amen. Huh? She will. She loves to go out and eat. Yeah, uh, that'd be good to go out and eat together and spend some time together. Uh, I know you got a revival coming up. We'll, yeah. We got a couple of revivals this year and got our Easter play. We're almost ready to start practicing for that. And I always Amen. appreciate y'all coming and, always and uh, supporting it. us. And if we can help y'all in any way, we want to do the same thing. So thank you. Um, let me thank the audience for tuning in. I hope we said some things here. Help you as parents, uh, marriage, your kids. We appreciate you tuning in to The Vine. We'll continue to bring you good scripturally based, grounded teachings here as we reach out to the world and our community. 